Welcome to Left on Red, the Daily Mount Nagel's political podcast. I'm Jennifer Coron. And I'm Drew Gilbert. And after a summer hiatus, we are back. We let Ruby carry the load for us <laughs> Thank this you, summer. Thank you, Ruby. Thank uh, you, Ruby. Her and her, her book picks. But, Honestly, um, it was probably better than anything we were going to do. So. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was a nice change of pace. But alas, summer is over. The real world has once again intervened. Politicians are going to politician. <laughs> So more so than ever, right? We like, have stuff to do. In this topical pa- podcast we've chosen to be a part of, has mm-hmm. there ever been an era where there's just something to talk about constantly like this? This is it's uh, a little wild. They like to give us news. Well, maybe let's start with the expectations. Let's I go. do believe going into 2021, I believe a lot of people bought into the it's a new administration, which yep. every four to eight years everybody feels right. like okay, right. it's a new administration, things are going to get back on track. We thought we had COVID on the run. Well, um, well we I did. Think, I think we did. People, well, yeah, we did there for about 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> but people just people just really had this expectation of you heard about, like, normal, getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of sensitive to that, as you may have been as well, because for certain people who had certain things happen in 2020, mm-hmm. whether COVID-related or not, um, I mean, there is no normal. There is no going back to normal. Our lives were forever changed. So the whole idea that we were just going to get back to, quote, normal was always was always false. But um, I don't think even for most people, I don't think, um, you know, we've had the school year start. And I think they were really committed to having a normal school year this year. And that ran off the rails, like, pretty quickly, like day one, day two. I mean, we just had a lot of people in a lot of different circumstances that that life has not gone the way they thought it was going to go in 2021. I think that's a true statement. Yeah, I feel like, and to your point earlier, we did have uh, the pandemic on the run a bit. Um, Certainly some herd immunity and vaccinations were working for us. And then obviously there's variants because, you know, middle school science, I'm not going to go into deep detail Mm -hmm. on that. If you don't understand it or want to argue it, Mm -hmm. then I don't really have a conversation for you. Mm-hmm. Wish Jimmy Stanley was around to t- teach some oh, of these folks. Oh, Mr. This Stanley stuff. would be a wonderful guest. Absolute stud. Um, could could taught you all this stuff. So any of y'all that missed out on him, yes. I'm sorry, because um, mm-hmm. he would you you would be more confident in your middle school yep. science. Uh, but we did have it on the run. We did expect this normalcy. We were really kind of busting for it. And now, I, I try to be eternally optimistic. Um, and last year, I had a lot of people. Uh, that I respect and that I find to be intelligent were saying, you know, there's going to be some new normalcy to this pandemic and mm-hmm. to um, probably to a coronavirus, not necessarily COVID-19, kind of dominating year in and year out life mm-hmm. a bit. And I was like, oh, whatever, we'll whip it. And uh, now I'm of the opinion, I was having a conversation with my dad this morning, and I don't think there is a, a going back to quote unquote normal. I believe there is going to be some dodging. And you, you see the uh, the volatility now just in having conversations about scientific fact. I mean, mm-hmm. th- I'm not even talking about political opinions surrounding it. Right. We're debating the scientific fact at this point. I'm not talking about two or three people. I'm talking about 40, 50 million Americans mm-hmm. <laughs> denying some science there. Um, it, we're not, there isn't a normal because you can't possibly get just, just raw scientifically where you need to be. Unless you've got a lot greater percentage on well, board. And the saddest thing is that, I mean, a lot of people, I feel like the second round, if we want to call it the second round, has touched a lot more people than, than the first round. Again, it has, maybe it's just certainly. perception to me, but there are so many people on my Facebook now with people who are in the hospital who unfortunately have already passed away from mm-hmm. this. The saddest stories are the ones of people who were whether anti-vax or just kind of, you know, just well, didn't get it for whatever well, let, reason, whether or not they were be. really super anti. Um, but then they got sick, someone's passed away, and now everyone has completely changed their mind yeah. because one person in their yeah. life passed away. While that's lovely, I feel like that's a life that didn't have to be this lost. This very true. And so and that's what makes this second round almost even if it's not personally touching you yet, even right. though, I mean, it has. There are people in our actual life who have it now. Um, it's still heartbreaking from the sense of some of this 
has such the feeling of it didn't have to be this way. And, it, and it, yeah, let's be frank about it. And I'm not trying to hurt feelings. And, and uh, certain, I think I'm allowed to speak a little bluntly. I lost my grandfather last mm-hmm. year and I lost my grandmother last year. And they didn't have the opportunity of a modern medicine that could help wow. prevent their death. Um, that wasn't where we were. And so now where we are is you do have that opportunity. Right. I respect your freedom. I respect your right to sure. make your decision about your body. I really, I genuinely right. do. And I will fight till all of you, you know, are, are dying of respiratory illness for mm-hmm. your right to die of respiratory illness. Right. Um, <coughs> but this is a whole lot different. You're, you're yeah. correct. It, it almost hurts worse because it does feel so preventable. But I'll tell you this. I don't find myself, I'm, I'm a little bit cold-hearted on it right now, because I did experience direct family loss. Mm-hmm. I, lost a, I lost a man that, I, that meant a lot to me right. and that I loved a lot. Um, I'm not so worried about those that have made the choice. They mm-hmm. have the facts. They've made the choice. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. you are not vaccinated. Sure. My, my problem is that puts my children at risk because mm-hmm. they can't get vaccinated right. yet. That puts um, those that are immunocompromised and older that maybe can't get the vaccination at risk. This is putting other people at risk. That's what's kind of well, grinding again, my gears a little bit Let's point out the here. fact that there are many, many kids this time, which the first time, you know, we were talking Roughly 20% was, of Walker County Schools is in quarantine It wasn't right that now. many. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't affecting kids as much this time. This time it is. Um, this one's more frustrating because it is, it's, it's I mean, the results of choice. More and more people our age. Certainly. You know, have are passing have, away are in, their, in their 30s. Or have just gotten out of yeah. the hospital with it. Um, I saw there was a nurse, I believe, who was pregnant. I believe she was unvaccinated. I believe that was part of her story, but she was pregnant. And I, so I think that family lost her and the baby both as part of this. And that hurts. Um, and you see this um, gentleman, uh, there was a gentleman in Texas that they're, they're kind of using as a poster child of the story. He was a, a big freedom rally guy. Mm-hmm. He would lead anti-mask rallies. Sure. He would go call the city council or whoever to the carpet. And he was... In, I think it was 30 or 31, wife and three kids at home. Mm-hmm. I respect your right to your freedom of choice, and I respect your right to fight right. for it. But at the end of that, was that fight worth your kids right. growing up without their dad? Right. Um, well, Zach tried, and I don't know if he was, t- if he was trying to play devil's right advocate or if it's just because Zach and I will always have these types of conversations. Um, but it just came out in not as confrontational as he's going to sound, but he's like, you know, liberals are all about, you know, my body, my choice until it comes down to, like, the masking and the vaccine right. and stuff like that. And I said, I mean, pretty quickly, again, this wasn't a heated discussion. I said, yeah, but the problem, sweetheart, is, I said, whether or not I have a abortion doesn't, doesn't affect, affect your health. you. It can't possibly affect your this health. This other stuff does yeah. have the potential to yeah. affect and that's the part that bothers a lot me. more people. <clears throat> Especially so it's not really... You know, apples and apples. I'll tell you there. what bothers me so. uh, the most is one of the things we all have our, our faults and we get our good and our bad. But the thing that I always cherished about the South was this hospitality, was this community, right. was this. Um, f- I, I mentioned to you one time at my at my business, there was some guy trying to damage something at my business because mm-hmm. he was inebriated. And there were guys from Cordova that I don't even know, mm-hmm. really. But they're from Cordova. And Absolutely. they know I'm from Cordova. And they were about to take up arms against this they guy. They will. Right? Yeah. And I feel like everything that we are and made us great forever here in the South, we're not getting to see it right now. Because, it's yes, it's your personal choice and it's your body and it's your right. But also, isn't but it some? Isn't your neighbor's granddad's right to still be alive? It's where hospitality crosses what, unfortunately, right. is a political discussion. You're, you're correct. As opposed to just as opposed to just a um, like a science discussion, it, it is a political discussion, and so it's, and that's it, when it, everything that's, gets muddy. That's yeah. That's where you're that correct. changes. So I, I agree with you. So that's where we this, are on the COVID this second front. wave. Feels worse. It hurts worse. Um, and it, it's really hard to wade through the mud. I will say, on a related note, obviously we're in, in a very low vaccinated rate of the country. We're in a very high... I think high, we're still at 30%, around 30-something yeah. percent. And we're at a very high a conservative voter rate of the country. Um, but I will say that I went to the pharmacy to get my prescription the other day, and the line for COVID vaccinations was mm-hmm. backed up down the right. aisle. And so I certainly see to what you mentioned earlier... It took these people having preventable loss of life right. in their family and friend group to hop in line. Well, and, let's turn this into for a minute, Go. and then we'll move off of COVID into back into the truly political discussion. So, the governor of this state, Governor Ivy, mm-hmm. 
um, everything that she says and every way she behaves um, leads one to believe that she honestly believes like in the vaccine and that people should get vaccinated and she honestly has some big big thoughts about all the but people who it. aren't but she can't because she's a republican governor right. of a republican and that's state. broken um but she's doing all she can do um and at one point she was issuing a press release i can't make this up um where she had to throw a bone that you know president trump gave us this blast you know this vaccine god right. bless him yeah you know and then on and on and Dolly on encouraging encouraging actually, yeah <laughs> encouraging um um uh, you know encouraging people to get vaccinated and that's you know that's you know talk to your doctor and all that right and then she ended it with and i don't remember how she even like what the setup was possibly the fact that i mean people have concerns about oh we don't know anything about this vaccine um but she ended it with a quote from forrest gump yeah forrest gump and this wasn't just a press release as i'm remembering now i think this was an editorial that ran in the washington post That's, that's kind of fitting though isn't it um and i was honestly speechless when i read this and and I, I, I honestly thought, hopefully, this is a prank. Like the governor's office did not send this out with a quote from Forrest Gump, and she didn't even quote Forrest Gump correctly, which is maybe my bigger problem. That with actually kind of hurts she my did, feelings. She didn't even really yeah. get the true Forrest Gump quote. Well, she's not really known but for I her one-liners, like, though, is she? But here's another thing, and I want y'all to like hold on to something out there. So Forrest Gump isn't real. What? When we start quoting Forrest now, hold Gump. On. Hold on. He's a character of literature. People may not know this. So he started out as a book character. Yeah. And I've never read the book, and so I can't say how closely it, it well, goes Well, my understanding is it, it continues. There's even there's there's ten times more things that he mm-hmm. does than what they were able to put so, in the movie. But he's a fictional character. He began as a book character, and then Tom Hanks played him in, God, in a movie. Tom Hanks. Is he not fantastic? So if we're just looking for a quote in yeah. general... Um, I don't know. I have a. I'm a little squeamish when my governor quotes fictional. Well, while we're <laughs> characters who may or may not reflect the state in the most positive manner, but um, while you've lingered on COVID and the governor, yeah, um, I governor. feel obligated to to point out that all 50 governors are vaccinated, mm-hmm. whether they be members of the Republican sure. or the Democratic Party. Uh, all living U.S. presidents are vaccinated, uh, mm-hmm. including the two republicans that remain alive mm-hmm. today and all the democrats mm-hmm. i think we're up to about 95 percent well, of all of congress is vaccinated president trump came to coleman recently yeah and encouraged vaccinations and at one point and he yeah. got booed which was again another moment yeah. where you put a train on a certain track and then That's right you're no longer I well guess, but i'm 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 trying to talk to the <laughs> you're I'm no trying longer to talk to on the, the train <laughs> trying to talk to other people don't listen to words watch actions yeah. right and then the biggest action that i saw and and this may not mean anything to many of you but it means a lot to me uh, goldman sachs if you are an employee or a customer entering their building uh, i think by september 15th or something mm-hmm. like that you must be fully vaccinated right um you just do your research on what goldman sachs is and what they mean mm-hmm. to this country that right there is proof enough for me yeah <laughs> that you well in the sports world vaccinated. and we won't get off on that but they're really cracking down in the sport in the sports well there's world. there's real punishment for being the unvaccinated at this point so yeah. and again i want to go back i do support all of your rights to your free mm-hmm. choice i just feel like your choice might be incredibly selfish yeah and it's we can valid. move on it's valid um so let's quickly maybe get what's next into is there any uh, other the hot Biden, the Biden. Oh, there for sure is. You've said choice <laughs> about four not, times. There's not I, much going on, right? You've said choice like four times, and I'm really it's almost ref- like I'm, I'm really something up. I'm really refraining from from taking that bait. <laughs> going straight to Texas. Um, yeah. Uh, let's yeah. let's leave Texas. All right, we'll get there in later. In Texas, we going um, Biden. The Biden administration, just in general, if we were to give President Biden a, a report card right now. Um, is he an A student? Is he? No. Um, would you give he, any president an A though? I probably would never give a president an <clears throat> A. Well, I'll for say sure. something. I'll repeat something I said off mic, and then I'll let you. And this take is it just in general. Deeper. We'll get into specifics, but just in, in general, how's he doing? In terms of um, presidents uh, campaigning and saying they're going to do things, and then turning around and actually doing them, yeah, we don't check a lot of those boxes, mm-hmm. right? 
Dude's been checking off some boxes, yeah, and true. specifically, and I think I'm probably going to go ahead and open the door for a bigger conversation is Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's very much our generation's Vietnam. It's it's a war that you don't really even understand why the hell we were there. There are legal drinking age kids that were born <laughs> before mm-hmm. we went there. You right. know, uh, we spent roughly. Was it $300 million a day mm-hmm. uh, for 20 years there? I don't think that there's much of the country, no matter where you stand, Mm-mm. that thinks we didn't need to get the heck up out mm-hmm. of there. President Obama ran on getting out right. of Afghanistan and then was pressured then for whatever squeamish. reason and didn't do it. Mr. Trump started making moves in that direction, mm-hmm. but never fully pulled the it's trigger. It's the general's man, and again, so, that we'll, that we'll so come Joe, back to this So Joe just kind of shot birds and was like, we're pulling, come on. Mm-hmm. And then it's really messy. And yeah, so my whole messy. take, honestly, on the beginning of the Biden presidency is he's doing the things he said he would do. Sure. So you may not agree with them, and that's fine. That's the beauty of this thing we've built here, but he's doing them. It's just like the most clunky, disorganized mm-hmm. mess of doing them that I've ever seen by a 40-year veteran of this stuff. It's right. That's a really weird thing for me to see. I would have understood it better if Mr. Trump was this clunky or even Obama, who was mm-hmm. you know younger into politics, right, was clunky in doing it. Had no but this is a guy <laughs> that I feel like would be more likely just not to do things, yeah. but not to do them very smoothly. Yeah. And instead, he's doing a lot of things and nothing smooth. <laughs> Like, not a single no. one of them. Well, if we so, want to tick off the boxes, so COVID came back, and he can't get enough people well, but we to did support hit, it. We, early, we talked about feeling this return to normalcy. Mm-hmm. We did hit those vaccination points he wanted to hit. Mm-hmm. They hit it hard, and right. we did hit all those numbers. It just was, simply wasn't it enough. It wasn't enough numbers. And they didn't have a plan for what if we don't. <laughs> but to get some of those numbers, what got me is he honestly began bribing people. Yeah. Like, w- wasn't it a federal thing, or was this a, no, this was probably a federal thing? At some point, there was going to be, like, free beer involved. I'm Am I remembering it. this? I'm here like, for free beer. I would honestly, frankly, there was free beer there for was it. free beer um, for getting vaccinated. Like we we just started giving. We became Oprah Winfrey. I feel like I'm talking about Oprah a lot today. <laughs> Look under just, your chair. Right, we just started like <laughs> there's a vaccine. We just started Put like in giving things away <laughs> to people. Prize. It's like college. You know, you're just like giving free pizzas and things away to people we're, to get vaccinated. Well, we're kind of beating, which Joe was up. a little below. You know. Uh, the dignity of the office Certainly. of the president of the United States. but While we're beating Joe up, something grinds my gears today. It rehashed some memories for me. Uh, so we just had a hurricane. I don't know if you True. guys heard. Yeah. Uh, shares the name of my youngest daughter, by the way. Yes, yeah. I didn't even think about she that. She hadn't even turned a year old yet. Yeah. And she's wrecked the country. Yeah. So they start in the south, as they do, and then they drive up north. Mm-hmm. And you see the temperament of all these politicians, the president and the vice president both, giving attention to the Northeast. Mm -hmm. And I understand. They got hit, and they have crazy Mm -hmm. mega population Mm -hmm. in one little area. I get it. But do they not understand from from Katrina Mm -hmm. and then from the tornado outbreak in 2011, this is where I grind in my gears. A lot of people don't know this, but Cordova got a lot of money to build their city hall. Mm -hmm. In fact, it was $3.7 million to build their city hall and police station from the federal government. The only reason we got that money is because Senator Shelby attached addendums to the Superstorm Sandy Sandy Bill the next year because they were giving a bunch of money to those Yankees to Mm -hmm. rebuild all their stuff. And And he said, hey, we're still recovering from the largest tornado outbreak in 40 years. Where's our money? He attached it. So the only reason that we were able to build a city hall and police station in Cordova, Alabama, because New York got hit by a storm the next year. And they're doing it again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Per capita, I get it. Mm -hmm. But can you not frame this up a little prettier than you are? Well, and it's it's the worst example of living in flyover country. I mean, those, those areas that you mentioned that were hit, you know, as it progressed. Well, it's, it's flower unless you're right trying over, to win at college right, athletics, right? They're right over, they're right in their back door. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very visible. This is, let's be honest, this is their constituency. Louisiana, I, I Alabama, et cetera. It's I not get really, it. again, that's a crude way I get to it, but it doesn't make it, me feel any better. No, and, it and even uh, Madam Vice President, I don't know if it was a tweet or a Ooh. press release, she literally named off three or four states mm-hmm. all in the, the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And didn't even name Louisiana where mm-hmm. the dadgum hurricane hit. And I was like, oh, my God. Do they not hire people to, to like, hey, before you hit send on that tweet, 
Uh, maybe put Louisiana on it. I don't so, know if we're going to name specific states. Maybe we hit them all. <laughs> quick tangent on Madam Vice God. President that many people assume was going to be, you know, carry the election in four years. Um, a group of um, women um, in various mm-hmm. politics or mm-hmm. fundraisers or whatever they may be, there was actually like a crisis session that happened uh, like a couple of months ago and Politico reported on it. Um, unfortunately, they didn't do it very well because it all got reported to Politico mm-hmm. yeah, down to like what they had for snacks at this crisis meeting. <laughs> but the entire meeting was how do we make sure Kamala doesn't fail? Because she's yeah. the first female black vice president and we want her to be on a trajectory to, you know, the main office in the White House. And she continues to do things that um, are not good and that yeah. baffle people. And she's yeah. not on a good, she's not in a good place yeah. right now. Well, let, We're less than a year in and we're already having crisis sessions on Madam Vice President. Let me say, That's I, didn't, I think you and I both something. spoke candidly, whether we were on mic or off, mm-hmm. she wasn't our favorite pick, Mm-mm, honestly. I understood what they were doing. As a person that wants to see our country continue to grow and get better every day, I love mm-hmm. the idea of a female taking the reins. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of a woman of color, a minority, sure. a child of immigrants taking the reins. I love mm-hmm. all of that. As a man that's raising two daughters, I love the idea mm-hmm. of women running things so my daughters know they can run things. Right. Um, don't like her. Yeah, she hasn't turned There's just out. literally nothing she about her that I find myself well. liking. Well, There's has, a disingenuine quality to she her. She has a skill set, and, and like anybody, and let's say up front, if she was if she was a man, we wouldn't probably be having some of these discussions. This is true. We've had plenty of absolutely terrible vice presidents, and it didn't matter, uh, male vice presidents. Well, mo- vice president's mostly been absolutely useless our She has a skill life, set, and she life. has some weaknesses, and her weaknesses, like one of her things is laughing, I think. She'll laugh at inappropriate she was awkward laughs. Um, yes. Yeah, very awkward laughs. Yes. And things that um, almost makes it seem like you're dismissing the question when, in fact, it was a very serious yeah. question that required an answer. But again, yeah. anyway, um, let's move on. But, but, and I but get, that's not going well either. That's part of the but Biden I get presidency. His I get vice her president is, there. Not, is not. And we talked about that with Hillary. That's not going well. Um, to be clear, Hillary, the probably greatest resume we've ever had mm-hmm. on a presidential ticket ever, but not a good candidate and no. couldn't win, right? Terrible. But you talk about her struggles that she has, and I mentioned to you before, I heard her on a podcast mm-hmm. after all this is mm-hmm. over. Fantastic. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Refreshing. Yeah. So brilliant. Yeah. And then you see her on a campaign trail, and you're like, who the heck's this robot mm-hmm. lady that wants me to vote for no. her? And I see, I see Kamala doing some of the same stuff mm-hmm. in... It's almost like the, they're coaching these women. You can't be emotional mm-hmm. now. You can't show these men emotion. Well, again, and I don't, she but is I don't carrying agree a lot with of it. that. She's but carrying I, a lot of you must. It's bad coaching. You can't make any mistakes, you know, because you're going to be, you know, you're going to, like, set us back 20 but, years But isn't or the argument, years. and why isn't there a political strategy? we can give her some mistakes. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, she's making a lot of them. Well, she's, um, she's not winning anyone over. Yeah. She's just not popular. As a matter of fact, I think polling-wise, she's the least popular vice president. And I remember Dick Cheney. <laughs> Word. <laughs> you know, right? If you're polling below that, dude, you need to do something in your life uh, yeah, to get you, it right. Need, so I don't know. I wonder something. if if she could flip a switch and give me – there's got to be something there. Mm-hmm. She didn't get to where she is and no, not being a sure. skilled politician, sure. someone able to work a room – Show me that person. Where the heck has she mm-hmm. been? Because I haven't seen her. Even when you ran for president, she was she was fake then. Mm-hmm. I thought I didn't feel like there was there was legitimacy to no. any of her policies really. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the biggest fear. And this is why we're this is why we're giving her more pokes of the stick. We talked about the weight of what's expected of her. Mm-hmm. Let's just be very clear. They put her on the ticket so that she can be the president. Right. That's what they did. Well, and one of the things and I don't see her being a strong her, candidate. He put her in charge of the border crisis, and I mean, she's obviously been to the border before, <laughs> but she let like five <laughs> months see. go by, and no one saw her at the border. I'm gonna, <laughs> and, like, I'm gonna lighten the mood a little. So Have you seen like, these videos? That's one of that's a problem. Have that's, you seen these videos while we're at the border? Um, do you know a lot of the? The, the giant, beautiful, great wall we were constructing mm-hmm. on our southern border. A lot of it's um, like flat metal iron, like metal pieces straight up <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. 20 feet in there. So I don't know how tall yeah. it is. But it's it's like a metal fence, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Uh, there's videos online. <laughs> it's it's younger um, 
Mexican people that are videoing it for for social media. Mm, of course, <laughs> they're they're timing themselves climbing the wall, jumping over to the U.S. side, climbing back over back into Mexico because they don't actually want to come in. They're just showing how stupid the whole thing is. The fact that they can climb a and, wall. And uh, I think the record they had the other day was 45 seconds yeah. uh, for a guy to climb the metal wall, jump over, come to America, and then he just rough. came. He came back because he didn't actually want to be here. He wanted mm-hmm. to live in Mexico where his home is. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That was fun. And we built so little of the wall. Oh, at some little. point, yeah. probably can't they just walk around it? Yeah, I mean it. I mean, and it's just like a cartoon at this point that you could literally just walk around. The wall. Well, I mean, but we we digress a lot. We do. Um, infrastructure just, that almost became you know a boondoggle, but they got that through. Got that through, but now it still has to pass. It's the house. The house, but now the house, the house has pretty house. much stood firm, especially the more liberal wing yeah. of the house, Democrats has stood firm that they're going to put this human infrastructure bill with it, which they're working on Mm -hmm. now, and they will only pass the two together. They're not giving you one without the other, which is then going to put pressure back on the Senate to give them all the other things that they wanted as well. So um, infrastructure is popular. If you look, I mean, we had Mitch McConnell and the like uh, in favor of this infrastructure. Well, no, not Richard Shelby or Tommy Tuberville. Not our two senators. They want to die on a hill, apparently, arguing about it. I feel like Tommy Tuberville's... The next podcast. Let's let's leave Mr. Tupperful. Can we add Mo Brooks in there too? Because he's about to be holding hands with him up there. Sure. Um, Yeah. Let's do them both. Um, Let's go to Crazy Town. That'll be fun. Um, So yeah, that's a thing that should be an easy win, but it's actually you you see the fight coming out between the true like far liberal, you know, far left liberals and the more moderates, which Joe Biden is a part of. Um, they want to say in the conversation. We said this from day one. They want to say in the conversation. They feel like they deserve a bigger say in the conversation. Yeah. And they're not going to give him a win just to give him a win. That's right. And so, um, so even something that should have been fairly simple has turned out to not be that simple for him. Well, um, my, might I just encourage everyone, all, all the voters at home, to just calm down because what you're setting up is these same two old white guys are going to run against each other again mm-hmm. in 24, yeah. which means one of those old white guys is going to be our president again mm-hmm. um can we not yeah can you give me something fresh i don't really care what it is this is mike putman with the walker voices a who's who from walker county and the walker area we're proud to have bevel state community college as a sponsor your story starts at bevel state community college whether you're just starting out or just starting over bevel state has an opportunity that is right for you With five locations serving seven counties, you don't have to go far to start your own success story. Plus, with tuition lower than four-year colleges, you won't need to spend more for a great education. Visit us online at bscc.edu to learn about your options for seamless academic transfer and high-demand career tech and health science offerings. Let us help tell your story. Well, let's move on to probably two last things, but this one I feel like is, is... The biggie, biggie. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to Afghanistan. Let's go. Which we've already gotten into. Well, let's, let's put in perspective for all the mentioned, listeners. As um, as we sit here, we were both in high school I was when 9-11 in, happened. I was sitting in freshman home economics mm-hmm. uh, when the towers were hit. So, uh, so you would have been a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And so we've lived our entire adult lives mm-hmm. at war with mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Yep. No one really knows what. Right. We've, we've had friends go and come back. Not Absolutely. be the same. Zach's yeah. brother has yeah. been in both Afghanistan and, then I've met, and I've Iraq. Met people ten years my junior that have served full tours over there mm-hmm. and come back. Um, we've employed one that has gone mm-hmm. and come back. So this has certainly been impactful to our right. lives, and certainly for our parents' generation, this invokes a very Vietnam-y kind of. Vibe. But it's not in the news the way Vietnam was. No. Afghanistan. Um, where did I where did I pick this up? It was it was some general, and it was fairly early on in this war that a general said, "We're at war. America's at the mall." Yeah, you know because we weren't really paying attention to Afghanistan yeah. anymore, and there wasn't that feeling of shared sacrifice, you know, like you've gotten uh-huh. in World War II and things like that. So it kind of fell out of media favor, um, not getting a lot of attention there. Um, there's actual like 
paperwork, which studies, which again, this is not new information. It's been around for several years. But for many, many, many years, we've known that the best we could get there was a stalemate. That's right. That there was no winning this war. It, it doesn't matter how many people us. you put there. Well, and, so and rewind even further. In, the question was just always, how long were you going to stomach a stalemate? Yeah. yeah. At $300 million um, a day, might I add. So, yes, most people don't understand why we're there anymore, um, don't think we're doing a whole lot of good. Um, I don't think actually getting out of, of Afghanistan is super, super controversial. I mean, I think most people most people have, have kind of come to, you know, the understanding we need that out. what does a win even look like? It, is it even a win for not, us? Right. Is, else is it a win, win for? We've not done anything to that country. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than on the human rights level, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, we allowed certain things to not continue. But um, so, yeah, I don't think that's controversial. What happened, though, was Joe Biden inherited a situation where Trump said, I want out. Like, yeah. I want out. Yeah. Which B- Biden actually believed in. Okay. So we're going to get out. And we knew we were going to get out. And he made certain statements saying that, you know, it, what was the exact phrasing, that it was unthinkable, or basically that it wasn't going to happen. The Taliban wasn't just going to, like, overrun the country, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, that we, we'd spend all this money, we trained all these troops, mm-hmm. like we were kind of leaving them in a good it. shape. You know, you weren't going to see people, like, um, you know, at the fall of Vietnam, being helicoptered off of roofs. That's right. That, yeah. Like, this was not how this was going to go down. Um, we didn't even hit the deadline of when he, we said we were going to be out, and the Taliban overran the country. Yeah, in di- while we're still in there, direct opposition of what yeah. he had said. Right, while we're that still there, the... you had Afghani people hanging off of planes, planes, yeah. Yeah. some of them falling to their deaths mm-hmm. because they were afraid they weren't going to be able. Mm-hmm. to get out so you had a lot of questions about how many americans are still there have we gotten all of our allies out you know whose lives are in danger um so again not not the decision to leave itself it is the implementation of said decision mm-hmm. that was quite the disaster they, correct and made a lot of people who served in the military honestly feel like what was it all for? Yeah, but it, but now to that point, it all feels like it was for nothing to begin with. Mm-hmm. No matter when we got out, right? I think the point you really hit is you, uh, President Biden stood at a podium and was like, "We're fine. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to get out. They're going to hold the line. They can mm-hmm. hold off Taliban. They've got the training and the equipment, and everything they mm-hmm. need." But what? How was he so oblivious to the right. fact that they didn't want to? Right. They weren't going to. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to protect the corrupt government that we had left behind. They probably didn't want us there in well, the freaking first place. Well, and it's our intelligence communities who are telling us, you know, what's going on on the ground. Right. And these things went, you know, as badly as they did. It implies that we have awful intelligence in the country where we spent yes. 20 years. And, and what I think happened, um, and this was his miscue, as the commander-in-chief, um, I believe that the leadership that he had on the ground there was not a leadership uh, that liked the idea of leaving. Mm-hmm. And so they were not very uh, very willing participants wow. to the move. And the, the flaw for me in President Biden's leadership there was you needed to install a removal general, mm-hmm. one that was your guy that bought into this idea and was going to make sure that it happened the right way. Well, and there was some and, reporting and after the fact that, you know, some human rights organizations were trying to tell certain people in the administration, I mean, you need to be prepared, you know, to kind of expedite some visas. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were trying to tell them, and for whatever reason, these warnings from people who knew what may potentially happen fell on Just deaf unheated. ears. Yeah. And then I think, to Biden's point, during his first big, you know, address after everything happened, he spent a lot of time insisting that getting out of Afghanistan was the right thing to do and very little time defending how we did it why things went so badly because there was nothing really to defend you're correct but no one was really saying you made a terrible decision by getting Afghanistan well very few people let's say most people were just saying again why 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 do we not know 
like how many Americans, you know, Correct. are still there and if we can hold the airport long enough to get them out safely. Correct. Why well, do we not why do we why is it happening so chaotically when you didn't make this decision yesterday, you knew it was coming right. and things, you know, there was organization failure well, somewhere. And really, really clear in the air. Uh, we talked about earlier where we were on 9-11. We, we went to Afghanistan to find the Taliban leaders responsible for attacking mm-hmm. America mm-hmm. on our soil, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, under President Obama's administration, uh, we actually found and killed that man in Pakistan, mm-hmm. our, our ally mm-hmm. in the region, not even mm-hmm. Afghanistan. Right. So right. we occupied this country for 20 years plus, mm-hmm. and th- there's not there's nothing. There is nothing gained. Right. The the men and women we lost there, we didn't. T- I mean, what what are we bringing home mm-hmm. for for their efforts? Well, um, and on the human rights point, you've let a country fall back in the hands. Right. I mean, on on women's well, rights and things. But let's let's rewind even further into the 90s when the Taliban controlled the country anyway, mm-hmm. and then we meddled. Yeah. Got them out of power. Right. And it's why they attacked us on September 11th to yeah. begin with. Mm-hmm. So let's rewind before this occupation yeah. into the 90s and put in perspective, people. Another country comes into America, mm-hmm. removes our government, mm-hmm. and says, oh, use this guy instead. Mm-hmm. Here's your government now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How y'all going to feel about that? Um, I don't understand why that's well, our job. take the situation out of the Middle East for whatever reason. I've read both a lot of fiction and nonfiction lately on Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Cuba, again, take the whole conversation out of the Middle East. Wow, is Cuba screwed as a country? And wow, are yeah. we a big reason why? <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, and it really goes back to Cold War, years, right? Yeah, so well, pre Cold War. Oh, really? Pre Cold War. Really? Like, yes. We, okay, I need to we, read more about that because I don't. It, like, they've had like five or six revolutions. Like, yeah, this is. Yeah. And, and we're usually responsible in some capacity for most of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's really awful. Um, I mean, just God bless Cuba. I mean, whew, yeah. bad, 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 yeah. bad. I'm with you. Um, so, yeah, that's Afghanistan. It has not gone well. It has not gone well. Still really not going well. Um, no, and... And, uh, and then there was the whole, my goodness, did you, about these dogs. Yeah. And, and the whole thing. Just left them. People thought that it was, you uh-huh. know, animals that had been used as part of, like, the military. Because, you know, those guys are very... Yeah. Um, the guys who come back, they try to get their dogs out Absolutely, with them because yeah. that's a special bond that develops. Turns out that was not these dogs, but it was dogs, this rescue group that they were trying to get out because the Taliban had actually told this lady, like, we're going to kill them. We'll kill you. Yeah. Like, we will kill you. So that's yeah. why she was trying to get out of the country and she yeah. wanted these dogs to be on a flight and the flight yeah. didn't come. Yeah. So we, yeah. but then you get down to the government saying, so they weren't in cages when we left them. I will tell you this. That's something you really don't want to hear. I will say this. Like they this just does, let them loose. This does all feel really messy, and I do feel like it could have been done better. Um, I think when we're actually reading the history books on this, it's not going to read that way. No, it's not. I mm-hmm. think it's just going to read, we finally got out, This is the day and we got Biden out was the president that got us out. Right. And that's how history is going to reflect on it. So when we're talking mm-hmm. about chalking it up in the book, right. it's a win yeah. for, for him, for his legacy. Uh, it just seems so messy. Well, just so messy. Foreign countries aren't in love with him right now, and that yeah. was and that was supposed to be. You know. Well, but what? Why are a lot of the the Western powers not? Because we withdrew mm-hmm. to begin with. Right. So I'm actually going to give him a giant feather in his cap because Bush got us there and That's couldn't true. get us out. That's true. Uh, Mr. Obama ran on getting us out and, and couldn't. couldn't get us out. Yeah. He removed troops early and ended up put, putting more yeah. troops before he left. Mm-hmm. Mr. Trump said the same things. Didn't escalate anything. I actually give mm-hmm. him a lot of credit yeah. for such and brought people home, but didn't get us out. No. So when we're writing it in the book, He's the one that said F you to the intelligence, mm-hmm. to the generals, to whoever mm-hmm. else. We're getting out of here because Which is what this may be take. ugly right now. Yeah. But do y'all want to keep losing any Americans right. at all every single year right. to this cause? Because I don't. I'm done right. with it. Absolutely. And so he gets a he gets a big tip of the cap from me and whoever France or whoever doesn't like it, just whatever. Right. We're out. Y'all want to go well, fight? Well, I'm in agreement go that fight. it was going to be ugly. I don't think it had to be this ugly. Well, I the, mean, I think getting out, there's no way to extract yourself from a country that you've propped up for 20 years no, without, no without it being like, again, we didn't build, I mean, little That's right. Afghanistan slash America there, That's I right. mean, it, which is part of our problem. We assume that we can just go into other countries and they will behave the way, the way we, we, ex- we mm-hmm. want them to behave. And it turns out they're a country with like their own history. They and don't apparently want what they we have, have a really long memory as opposed yeah. to in this country. Yeah. Like they 
remember things from like years and years ago and so they know that's that right honestly eventually you're just gonna lose the willpower and you're just gonna leave and so we'll just wait you out yeah and turns out once that's you a, leave that's we'll, the winning we'll strategy with america yeah. so um so this afghanistan the more recent thing which <laughs> poor president biden doesn't have anything to do with but it's still falling in his lap um is we have t- texas bak- taking us back to uh the 1970s a little throwback there in texas yeah with their uh with their abortion law yeah so six weeks i'm gonna um, sit quietly yeah six the the ban is for um nothing after six weeks mm-hmm. took effect as we're sitting here is like last week wasn't it mm-hmm. last week when it went into effect um and if you help someone, I keep trying to find a clarification on this point. If you help someone obtain an abortion, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen where it has specifically said in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Like if I go pick up my aunt in Texas and bring her somewhere. Like another state. Like another state. They they couldn't. Texas state authorities don't have okay. any governance over what you did in Arkansas. But it's a lawsuit situation. But they, they can't sue your actions in Arkansas. Yeah, okay. A federal government could. Right. A state government can't go to another state and sue you for what you well, did. Well, it's in not even the, the government. So, this is also where it gets the really weird. Groups Do you and understand such. that just as a citizen of Texas, I can sue you? Yeah, right. Which you if, can sue if, me right now anyway. Yeah, but yeah. I can sue my neighbor for correct. for helping correct. her daughter, let's yeah, say, correct. obtain an abortion. Yeah. Not my government, me as an individual <laughs> under this law, can sue my neighbor. For ten thousand dollars, like ten thousand dollars, yes, it's a there's a bounty hunter component and, to this law. And let me say that I'm, I've spoke we've spoken to this topic a little bit before, and I feel like it's not really my place because I never had to grow a baby inside right. of me, and nor will I ever. Uh, so I really feel like this is a topic for the women to to tell me where we're going. Right. You know, give me a majority vote from you guys, and I'm going to follow right. it. But what I will say, if we're going to talk more on the political side of it, um, a lot of noise. It's a mm-hmm. lot of noise. And so when we're talking about, like you just said, well, I can sue my neighbor because she took my daughter to mm-hmm. Nevada to get one. Right. Well, no, no, you can't sue her in Texas because that happened in Nevada. Right. Um, so that's just noise. And then there's this, uh, there was this watchdog group that had a website that was like, you know, you can report anonymously mm-hmm. people that did it. Well, Here's something we can all understand. No matter what your opinion is on uh, sanctity of life, women's choice, right to choose her own body, whatever, wherever you land on the spectrum, here's something we can all agree with. The country's divided on the topic. Yeah, for sure. Let's just say on its best day it's 50-50, and it's probably leaning a little more one way than the other, but let's just say it's 50-50. So when you do a site like that, what do you think is going to happen? The side that's not on your team is going to flood your website and crash right. it immediately because yeah. it's stupid noise. Right. It's a stupid noise website. Then there's going to be pressure on the hosting company to not host your site anymore because you're just making stupid right. noise. And this is what bothers me about American politics in general right now. They're giving you two or three bullet points and just hoping you chew on them right. for as long as they can get you to chew on them for. So, yes, there is substance in this bill. There is substance in a program that is so broken that we have people that want to don't uh, don't terminate the pregnancies but i'm not going to help you with all these babies once they're born sure. don't come asking me for a check don't l- get me to sign up for foster care there there's some some hypocrisy to the whole thing I, I certainly get that but as far as the talking points they're getting you hung up on they got you they got you again mm-hmm. just like they always get you they're getting you to hang up on stuff cuz l- let's let's be frank poor people in texas are losing here because they're the ones that for whatever reason are not going to have access now. Wealthier people, upper middle class people in Texas, even Republican voting conservative Mm -hmm. in church every Sunday people Mm -hmm. that have an unwanted pregnancy are going to leave the state and abort that pregnancy. They're going to terminate it somewhere else. I know people from this state because Alabama has more restrictive abortion laws than Georgia that left this state terminated a pregnancy in Georgia and then they come home and they're going to repost all the Republican talking mm-hmm. points on social media and they're going to vote straight Republican and they would probably even have comments about you having an abortion right. in your situation. Oh, for sure. So 
it's, it's noise. At the center of this is a life, a potential life inside a woman, and then also the life of that woman. Those are the two real things here. Right. Everything else is noise, and they got you. And they, right they, now, they, they're winning. In the state of Texas, I mean, the, the various clinics are abiding by abiding by the law. Correct. So of course, that's where the media reporting came out of. I mean, there were women like on the day before it went into effect, like packing out abortion clinics because they knew that, you know, the next day they weren't going to be eligible right. for one. Um, and just a point on the six weeks thing, Zach and I also had this discussion. Um, I remember when we found out I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can consider it an unplanned pregnancy, even though we were married. And I won't say it was a shock, but I also right. won't say it, it wasn't was like, a, hey, let's get this done. Because yeah. um, it was really early. So, but I found out really early and, and went to my doctor so early that the ultrasound didn't even really show anything. So that's uh-huh. how early I was. And I told Zach, I bet I was probably about six weeks pregnant Which at that point. Which is super early. Yeah, you don't so, even, putting that in perspective, you don't even tell your friends, a lot of your friends and family right. yet at six weeks but because it's still Again, I can just imagine pregnancy. that if the circumstances hadn't been what they were, I might have gone another two weeks at least two to three weeks before i even knew i was Mm -hmm. pregnant if not for things Mm -hmm. um which almost makes so if you are someone who wants an abortion by the time you find out you're pregnant you're already ineligible for an abortion at six weeks but let now let's be real clear you're ineligible in texas you're ineligible in texas that's not every state that borders it but from from texas there are a lot of states i think like six states immediately you know sought legislation that would similar legislation Correct. to texas yeah yeah and so and it, another state had already passed one of these two is and it the south supreme carolina court, is it south carolina somebody else had already passed one before yeah. texas we just so give the texas court the noise. is out on this one but there's one in mississippi yep. that's that's coming before them later that they will get into the abortion issue mm-hmm. they st- they stayed out on the texas one um, which our girl, Justice Sotomayor, um, had big feelings about. Wearing her pearls. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, so right now it is, it is the law of the land in Texas and, and the Biden administration. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. where we tie back to this. There's a law, I forget what the law is called. Um, but basically now they're trying to say that we're going to use federal law to, protect a woman's rights because we believe this is unconstitutional let's talk about two things there so (laughs) i mentioned so they're now trying to find loopholes because you can't the actual law has to be the law of the land you're now trying to find loopholes to get around the law as the attorney general of the united states let's talk about just politics Mm -hmm. not 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 the the, not the issue just politics so there's two things at play here texas every day gets a little bluer than it was the day before um they're having really close elections. If you looked at Beto O'Rourke's run at Ted Cruz right. in a statewide Senate, the upper chamber of right. the United States Congress, he gave him all he could mm-hmm. take and more. There are people that are moving to Texas from states like California and mm-hmm. other places nonstop um, because they want the lower real estate cost in a place like Austin that, that absolutely is a thriving mecca, just like anything you can get in California for way cheaper to. than you got yeah. it in California, right? So there's some economics at play. But every single day, they're going a little bluer and a little bluer. So when you do a move like this politically, is a very right-wing move, mm-hmm. way right-wing. For sure, yeah. There are some Republicans, lifelong Republicans, that are to the right of center that would have never touched mm-hmm. a piece of legislation such as this one. Um, all you're doing is pushing middle voters, moderate voters that might vote right and might vote left to the left because they're not extreme right with you. And so extreme right behaviors are going to push them left. Scare them, yeah. So you're doing something in Texas politics, which is you are pushing people to vote for Democrats. It's it's what Mm -hmm. you're doing, plain and simple. You're not winning any new voters because only the entrenched far-right people that wanted this legislation, they were already going to vote for you anyway, right? You didn't have to do this to win them, but you lost the middle voters. So I think they're making a short-term miscue inside their state and you're going to see and you can write it in your journal that drew said it today you're going to see a democrat be the governor of texas within a decade i would say and you're going to see them send more democrats to dc including to the united states senate yeah that's the question that's the question well, here's texas the other. right now is the charlie brown football people think they're going to win it and then they're just not quite there that's yet. right but, but it's good but, but it's happening it will eventually every happen. election's happening this is just data happen. this yeah. is raw data 
So then the other side of it is you heard talk during the presidential election and the potential of codifying Roe versus Wade. So the Supreme yeah. Court decision that made it legal to be a woman's right to choose about her body right. in this situation. Well, the Democrats control the United States Senate, mm-hmm. the United States House, and the White House right mm-hmm. now. So if more states keep pushing this, what are you going to force them to do right. on a national level? They're going to codify Roe versus Wade, which is going to null all of your state laws because of the supremacy clause in the United States Constitution puts the federal law above the state's laws. So I don't understand it from that political standpoint either. You're actually pushing a loss towards mm-hmm. yourself by getting right. these little wins. So but it's again, gonna take, not, it's going to take a lot more of those wins, I think, before you see that you, it is Congress. Yes, it is. Because I, I think if you took that vote today, no matter where most people stood on it, I don't think you would have the votes. And, and don't get me wrong, this is this is again, a it will be it will become a very political matter when they vote on the abortion amendment. This is a hugely emotional issue for for women being told what you can and can't do with your body. Mm-hmm. And this is a hugely emotional issue for those that, that believe wholeheartedly in the sanctity of life from conception right. and that why would you take a life away under any circumstances? Is right. that the right call? <clears throat> There's so much emotion on both sides, and don't I understand that. Well, I'm just trying to talk to politics. And just to be clear, because I am the one at the table that can say so in case anyone cares not that they should but on the issue itself Mm -hmm. i personally haven't had an abortion Mm -hmm. personally haven't been in a position where i considered an abortion personally sitting here right now at this moment in time can't tell you that that ever would have been a situation for me but when things like this come up here's what doesn't get talked about but got talked about quite a bit in some women's studies classes that i took in college it's never just as simple as abortion. There are other decisions Certainly. that a husband and wife make that right now the federal government has no say-so in, at least in most cases, Correct. but that they might <laughs> start having say-so in. Yeah. Um, certain options that are available to me, not abortion, mm-hmm. that can all of a sudden not you know, be available to me anymore. That's right. That um, actually are very central to the way I live my life. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, so that's the thing for me. There's the abortion issue, but there's also, so if I was Catholic right now, again, mm-hmm. my my faith would be against birth control. That's right. If my government were against birth control, I'd be living a very different life right now. Very true. Very true. So, hey. it's it, again, it's not going to happen overnight, but there one was of, a time in this country where birth control was illegal. One <laughs> so, of the single greatest answers I saw... Um, on abortion from a man, uh, specifically talking about late-term abortions, which was really the the hottest talking point which of, used of to a be couple the big years one, ago, yeah. uh, was from the current Secretary of Transportation, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. And um, I would just encourage you to Google his response to a question about late-term abortions, and it was it it was exactly what I feel like men should say. Yeah. <laughs> he started by like, "Hey, um, this is really right. for women to decide." A um, but B, you know, why are we, we only want to invoke emotion. We don't actually want to have logical conversations. And it doesn't matter what side you're on. Like you, you saw, I, I saw tweets from, from the, from the ultra left of how, oh, how men, men shouldn't, shouldn't um, be, be able, they'd have restrictions on them themselves and, and pregnancies and having fun yeah. by themselves or whatever the case right. may be. And she was like, we shouldn't be able to do any of that too. Cause that counts, right? Cause that would be a baby and stuff like this. And I'm like. Why do you guys all want to only talk about these craziness instead of like the central issue? I think I know what you're talking about there. So of how do we encourage? It's probably the same thing I saw. Who was As a it? female, I can only get pregnant once. That's right. You can produce many, many more babies in a given saw year. Yeah, I saw an Uber. At like. We can regulate a female's right to an abortion. We don't mandate how many vasectomies. How, well, how many can a man produce? Right, because right. it takes two to tango there. Right. Well, yeah. But if we regulated that, if we if we restricted abortions and mandated vasectomies, we'd pretty much eliminate and most, she was implying most of that our... This, and vasectomies um, are reversible, too. So right. she was even implying, yeah, like, hey, go. you should all have to get them mandatory. Right. But and it's then interesting how that's a very different a topic because we don't, we don't <laughs> yeah. converse on those yeah, lines. Right. <laughs> it, it's never occurred to us that we would converse on those lines, and so most people... It is, it is just like almost all the things they have all of you screaming about on Facebook. They got you. 
And it's both sides that have you. It's it's both sides because they want you focused on all that garbage mm-hmm. so that they can continue to go to D.C. and build wealth for themselves right. while you're arguing about stuff they don't actually care about. Right. That's literally what all this is. And goodness gracious. And then at the end of the day, again, keeping it back on the central focus, you still end up with overcrowded foster care systems. Certainly. With um, you got kids that are being raised rampant, by rampant child abuse by a mom and dad that abuse. didn't want them to begin with um yeah yeah i mean we have problems we didn't fix anything even even if no one ever had an abortion again we have problems correct fixing the lives that exist on this planet and without right a now. genuine care and concern for our neighbor which mm-hmm. i have learned in the last year is not, a, not thing, a thing anymore yeah we're never going to solve those problems no. this didn't solve, no, it didn't solve a problem. those problems Mm-mm. so nope it did not so there you go. What else you got? Uh, I mean, we're still here, I guess. If we're doing positives, we're still alive. I'm here. I'm trying. I'm right? trying to find a bone for people that. Uh, but, <sighs> I mean, I don't think we're overlooking like super great things are happening. I think there really just is a lot of kind of kind of a wonky time happening right now. And I'll say in my in my own personal life. Um, Having some good times. I've got two little girls at home and a lovely wife, and we're having some good times together. My business is doing well. Uh, so personally, I'm good. I yeah. just, I'm with you. The the, the world view and, and American view of, of issues right now, some, some dark times, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It don't matter what team you're on. It's just kind of. It really doesn't. It's just kind of dark. No. I mean. So. I think that's most people just believe we lived through four years of unprecedented years. Certainly, no matter if you're a fan of the former president the, or not, the, it was bra- still a, the brand it was, was its still own a, thing. It was still yes. unprecedented yes. years, and we just thought that okay, let's, let's course correct be, here. It'll be a different, yeah. but it really hasn't. Yeah. It's I just, thought we're probably it's just been a different version, now. a different version of the same old story on some of this stuff. So, well, I will say this as a parting note: uh, you know, try to be kind and respectful to your neighbor, whatever that means to you. Uh, let's tr- let's all try that, and uh, I'll try to participate with you. I have uh, become a, a a bitter old man over the last. <laughs> public service started it. That's uh, true. Public service started it, and I had even I had made commitments to my wife as I left public yeah. service to make certain changes in my life, to try to just be this kind, caring human that I remember yeah. being. This last year made it worse. So that was the year I was supposed to be getting better. It made it You're worse. To be a better person. So I'm trying to recommit myself now. Don't tell me that. I always say that when I get out of the news business that I'm going to become a pl- completely different person. It didn't work. And well, but I'm. I, I need the hope that I'm going to. I be. retired politics into the pandemic. That's true. Into losing two of my grandparents. That's true. Into watching the vitriol that is. That's true. The impacts of social media and the debate. Right. <laughs> of and I everything. Think that does. Again, I'm wrapping back around to the and point, so. but I think when you lose someone, as both of us did last I year, did. I think there's a certain aspect of in this first year of grief and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm bitter. That I'm bitter. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know how I'm good bitter. things would have had to be that we would have been totally on I'm board bitter towards it, any of you that are doing anything to spread yeah. a current pandemic. I'm bitter. And I'm not going to, like, give up on that anytime soon. And I'm not saying that's the right thing. Yep. I'm not saying I'm right for this emotion. Yeah. I'm just telling you it's what I got. So when you come look at yeah. you want to come have conversations with me on the topic, just know I'm bitter and I'm going to be mean to you because my grandfather is not alive anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing that happened. So, um, so this was just us getting back into it. I think we've had some conversations about hopefully getting some Got a couple guests lined guests, up. We're waiting on the schedules to back. fit. Um to just interview because that's that's we love doing that but then again we also just love doing this too well we also thought the world was on fire and we should all talk about it right yeah so yeah there it is unfortunately we waited to do this to do it in one episode as opposed to doing like a few little episodes honestly this was probably better for everyone that we did this well this is a change of pace from ruby stuff isn't it (laughs) (laughs) if if y'all started following us because of ruby's podcast can you imagine did you guys like the kitty books (laughs) well here listen to how awful the world is right now from Uh, our points of view well that's why ruby was a good change of pace for us because with ruby we had to pretend like yes ruby there are amazing women yeah. that change the world. Yeah. And then we can get in here and just tell each other, the world doesn't change. Like, no. It's full of awful, a full jerk. Of awful people. We're going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> awful. Uh, but do read goodness. Ruby's books, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> do go down to the library. They're out now. 
I gotta go get. I got my. I downloaded my Libby app the other day. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get in. Oh yeah, we got to do a whole Audible episode because now I'm a convert. To let's the go ahead Audible, and do the so. next next episode. Let's do some. Let's do a little mini and talk. Yeah, because I've our actually books, been listening to a lot I've of political ones. Sent, I mean, how long has it been since we recorded? I've consumed yeah. like six or seven audio books since then. We yeah. need to talk. When we got Audibles, that consumed like six books the it's first week. Fantastic. It was absurd. So I'm in. The, I'm just like cleaning kegs for four hours, and I finished a book, and mm-hmm. I was like. I just read a book while working. This is fantastic. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, may, maybe next time just to let's do perk book. up the conversation if we don't have a guest, we may. Let's uh, commit ourselves to being positive next time. So mm-hmm. we're talking about books that we like. It's all positive. That's all we're doing. Five-star reviews. I'm thinking of books that us. I would want to talk about, and I don't know that I'll be totally positive. But even the negative but ones, even the even yeah. the negative ones, bring them in here. I Tell still, me what was good I about still it. enjoyed the experience. Tell me what was good about it. I That's what we're doing. We're committing that to you next time, guys. Yeah. So, all right. So, look for that possibly next time. Je- Jen and Drew read. <laughs> <laughs> or listen. And, or listen to other people read. And don't think everybody's awful. And then there, we'll start having a few There guests. is a bright spot in the world. Yeah. Sorry about that, but you know what? I'm not sorry. We're going to shoot straight with you. I'm not. We're going to shoot straight with you when it's it's like this. Uh, All right. See you guys. Good to be back. Left on Red is a DME media production. Copyright 2021, Daily Mountain Eagle.